This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Chip in Tampa, Florida, on January 6th, 2006. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book 32. From Noon to Starry Night. Thou orb aloft, full dazzling. Thou orb aloft, full dazzling, Thou hot October noon, Flooding with sheeny light, The gray beach sand, The sibilant near sea, With vistas far and foam, And tawny streaks and shades And spreading blue. O sun of noon refulgent, My special word to thee. Hear me, illustrious, thy lover me, For always I have loved thee, Even as basking babe, Then happy boy alone by some wood edge, Thy touching distant beams enough for man matured, Or young, or old, as now to thee I launch my invocation. Thou canst not with thy dumbness me deceive, I know before the fitting man all nature yields, Though answering, not in words, the skies, trees, Hear his voice, and thou, O sun, as for thy throes, Thy perturbations, sudden breaks and shafts of flame gigantic, I understand them. I know those flames, those perturbations well. Thou that with fructifying heat and light, Or myriad farms, or lands and waters south and north, Or Mississippi's endless course, or Texas' grassy plains, Canada's woods, or all the globe that turns its face to thee, Shining in space, thou that impartially enfoldest all, Thou that to grapes and weeds and little wild flowers givest so liberally, Shed, shed thyself on mine and me, but with a fleeting ray Out of thy million millions strike through these chants. Nor only launch thy subtle dazzle and thy strength for these, Prepare the later afternoon of me, myself, Prepare my lengthening shadows. Prepare my starry nights. Faces Sauntering the pavement or riding the country by road. Faces. Faces of friendship, precision, caution, suavity, ideality. The spiritual prescient face the always welcome, common, benevolent face, the face of the singing of music, the grand faces of natural lawyers and judges broad at the back-top, the faces of hunters and fishers bulged at the brows, the shaved, blanched faces of orthodox citizens, the pure, extravagant, yearning, questioning artist's face, the ugly face of some beautiful soul, the handsome, detested, or despised face, the sacred faces of infants, 
the illuminated face of the mother of many children, the face of an armor, the face of veneration, the face as of a dream, the face of an immobile rock, the face withdrawn of its good and bad, a castrated face, a wild hawk, his wings clipped by the clipper, a stallion that yielded at last to the thong and the knife of the gelder. Sauntering the pavement thus, or crossing the ceaseless ferry, faces and faces and faces, I see them and complain not, and am content with all. Do you suppose I could be content with all if I thought them their own finale? This now is too lamentable a face for a man. Some abject louse asking leave to be, cringing for it. Some milk-nosed maggot blessing what lets it rig to its hole. This face is a dog's snout sniffing for garbage. Snakes nest in that mouth, I hear the sibilant threat. This face is a haze more chill than the Arctic sea. Its sleepy and wobbling icebergs crunch as they go. This is the face of bitter herbs, this an emetic, they need no label, and more of the self-drug laudanum, cartichuk, or hog's lard. This is a face of epilepsy, its wordless tongue gives out the unearthly cry, its veins down the neck distend, its eyes roll till they show nothing but their whites, its teeth grit. The palms of the hands were cut by the turned-in nails. The man falls, struggling and foaming to the ground, while he speculates well. This face is bitten by vermin and worms, and this is some murderer's knife with a half-pulled scabbard. This face owes to the sexton his dismalest fee, an unceasing death-bell tolls here. Features of my equals would trick me with your creased and cadaverous march. Well, you cannot trick me. I see your rounded, never-erased flow. I see neath the rims of your haggard, mean disguises. Splay and twist as you like. Poke with the tangling forces of fishes or rats. You'll be unmuzzled. You certainly will. I saw the face of the most smeared and slobbering idiot they had at the asylum, and I knew, for my consolation, what they knew not. I knew of the agents that emptied and broke my brother. The same wait to clear the rubbish from the fallen tenement, and I shall look again in a score or two of ages, and I shall meet the real landlord, perfect and unharmed, every inch as good as myself. The Lord advances, and yet advances always the shadow in front, always the reached hand bringing up the laggards. Out of this space emerge banners and horses, oh, superb! I see what is coming. I see the high pioneer caps, see staves of runners clearing the way. 
I hear victorious drums. This space is a lifeboat. This is the face commanding and bearded. It asks no odds of the rest. This face is flavored fruit ready for eating. This face of a healthy, honest boy is the program of all good. These faces bear testimony, slumbering or awake. They show their descent from the master himself. Off the word I have spoken, I accept not one. Red, black, white are all deific. In each house is the ovum. It comes forth after a thousand years. Spots or cracks at the windows do not disturb me. Tall and sufficient stand behind and make signs to me. I read the promise and patiently wait. This is a full-grown lily's face. She speaks to the limber-hipped man near the garden pickets. Come here, she blushingly cries. Come nigh to me, limber-hipped man. Stand at my side till I lean as high as I can upon you. Fill me with albescent honey. Bend down to me. Rub to me with your chafing beard. Rub to my breasts and shoulders. The old face of the mother of many children, Whilst I am fully content. Lulled and late is the smoke of the first day morning. It hangs low over the rows of trees by the fences. It hangs thin by the sassafras and wild cherry and catbriar under them. I saw the rich ladies in full dress at the soiree. I heard what the singers were singing so long, heard who sprang in crimson youth from the white froth and the water blue. Behold, a woman, she looks out from her Quaker cap, her face is clearer and more beautiful than the sky. She sits in an armchair under the shaded porch of the farmhouse. The sun just shines on her old white head. Her ample gown is of cream-hued linen. Her grandsons raise the flax, and her granddaughters spun it with the distaff and the wheel. The melodious character of the earth, the finish beyond which philosophy cannot go, and does not wish to go, the justified mother of men. The Mystic Trumpeter Hark! Some wild trumpeter, some strange musician, Hovering unseen in air, Vibrates capricious tunes tonight. I hear thee, trumpeter, Glistening, alert, I catch thy notes, Now pouring, whirling like a tempest round me, Now low, subdued, Now in the distance lost. Come nearer, bodiless one, haply in thee resounds some dead composer, haply thy pensive life was filled with aspirations high, uniformed ideals, waves, oceans, musical, chaotically surging, that now, ecstatic ghost close to me bending, thy coronet echoing, pealing, gives out to no one's ears but mine, but freely gives to mine that I may thee translate. Blow, trumpeter, free and clear, I follow thee. 
while at thy liquid prelude, glad, serene, the fretting world, the streets, the noisy hours of day withdraw, a holy calm descends like dew upon me. I walk in cool, refreshing night the walks of paradise. I scent the grass, the moist air, and the roses. The song expands my numbed, embonded spirit. Thou freest, launchest me, floating and basking upon heaven's lake. Blow again, trumpeter, and for my sensuous eyes bring the old pageants. Show the feudal world. What charm thy music works, thou makest pass before me, Ladies and cavaliers long dead. Barons are in their castle halls, the troubadours are singing. Armed knights go forth to redress wrongs, some in quest of the Holy Grail. I see the tournament. I see the contestants encased in heavy armor, seated on stately champing horses. I hear the shouts, the shouts of blows and smiting steel. I hear the crusaders' tumultuous armies. Hark, how the cymbals clang. Lo, where the monks walk in advance, bearing the cross on high. Blow again, trumpeter. And for thy theme take now the enclosing theme of all, The solvent and the setting, love, that is pulse of all, The sustenance and the pang, the heart of man and woman, All for love, no other theme but love, Knitting, enclosing, all diffusing love. Oh, how the immortal phantoms crowd around me, I see the vast alembic ever working. I see and know the flames that heat the world, the glow, the blush, the beating hearts of lovers so blissfully happy, some, and some so silent, dark and nigh to death. Love, that is all the earth to lovers. Love that mocks time and space, love that is day and night, love that is sun and moon and stars, love that is crimson, sumptuous, sick with perfume, no other words but words of love, no other thought but love. Blow again, trumpeter, conjure war's alarms. Swift to thy spell a shuddering hum Like distant thunder rolls, Lo, where the armed men hasten, Lo, mid the clouds of dust The glint of bayonets. I see the grime-faced cannoneers, I mark the rosy flash amid the smoke, I hear the crackling of the guns. Nor war alone thy fearful music song, Wild player brings every sight of fear. The deeds of ruthless brigands, rapine, murder, I hear the cries for help. I see ships foundering at sea. I behold on deck and below deck the terrible tableaus. O trumpeter, methinks I am myself the instrument thou playest. Thou meltest my heart, my brain, thou movest, drawest, changest them at will. And now thy sullen notes send darkness through me. Thou takest away all cheering light, all hope. I see the enslaved, 
the overthrown, the hurt, the oppressed of the whole earth. I feel the measureless shame and humiliation of my race. It becomes all mine. Mine, too, the revenges of humanity, the wrongs of ages, baffled feuds and hatreds, utter defeat upon me weighs, all lost, the foe victorious. Yet mid the ruins, pride colossal stands unshaken to the last, endurance, resolution to the last. Now, trumpeter, for thy clothes, vouchsafe a higher strain than any yet. Sing to my soul, renew its languishing faith and hope, rouse up my slow belief. Give me some vision of the future, give me, for once, its prophecy and joy. O oh, glad, exalting, culminating song, a vigor more than earth's is on thy notes. Marches of victory, men disenthralled, the conqueror at last, Hymns to the universal God from universal man, all joy. A reborn race appears, a perfect world, all joy. Women and men in wisdom, innocence and health, all joy. Riotous, laughing bacchanals, filled with joy. War, sorrow, suffering, gone. The rank earth purged, nothing but joy left, The ocean filled with joy, the atmosphere, All joy, joy, joy in freedom worship, Love, joy in the ecstasy of life, Enough to merely be, enough to breathe, Joy, joy, all over, joy. To a locomotive in winter. Thee for my recitative, Thee in the driving storm, Even as now the snow, The winter day declining thee, In thy panoply, Thy measured dual throbbing, And thy beat convulsive, Thy black cylindric body, Golden brass and silvery steel, Thy ponderous side-bars, Parallel and connecting rods, Gyrating, shuffling at thy sides. Thy metrical, now swelling pant and roar, Now tapering in the distance, Thy great protruding headlight fixed in front, Thy long, pale, floating vapor pennants, Tinged with delicate purple, The dense and murky clouds outbelching from the smokestack, Thy knitted frame, thy springs and valves, The tremulous twinkle of thy wheels, Thy train of cars behind, obedient, merrily following, Through gale or calm, now swift, now slack, Yet steadily careering, Type of the modern, emblem of motion and power, Pulse of the continent, for once come serve the muse, and merge in verse, even as here I see thee with the storm, and buffeting gusts of wind and falling snow, by day thy warning ringing bell to sound its notes, by night thy silent signal lamps to swing. Fierce-throated beauty, 
Roll through my chant with all thy lawless music, Thy swinging lamps at night, Thy madly whistled laughter echoing, Rumbling like an earthquake, rousing all, Law of thyself complete, Thine own track firmly holding, No sweetness debonair of tearful harp or glib piano thine, Thy trills of shrieks by rocks and hills returned, Launched o'er the prairies wide across the lakes, To the free skies unpent and glad and strong. O Magnet South O Magnet South, O glistening perfumed South, my South, O quick metal, rich blood, impulse and love, good and evil, O all dear to me, O dear to me, my birth things, all moving things, and the trees where I was born, the grains, Plants, rivers dear to me, my own sluggish rivers where they flow, Distant over flats of silvery sands, or through swamps, Dear to me the Roanoke, the Savannah, the Altamaha, the P.D., The Tumbigbe, the Santee, the Coosa, the Sabine, O oh, pensive fear away wandering, I return with my soul to haunt their banks again. Again in Florida I float on transparent lakes, I float on the Okeechobee, Cross the hummock-land, or through pleasant openings or dense forests. I see the parrots in the woods, see the pawpaw tree and the blossoming titi. Again sailing in my coaster on deck, I coast off Georgia, I coast up the Carolinas. I see where the live oak is growing, I see where the yellow pine, the scented bay tree, the lemon and orange, the cypress, the graceful palmetto. I pass rude sea headlands, and enter Pamlico Sound through an inlet, and dart my vision inland. Oh, the cotton plant, the growing fields of rice, sugar, and hemp, the cactus guarded with thorns, the laurel tree with white large flowers that range afar, the richness and barrenness, the old woods charged with mistletoe and trailing moss, the piney odor and the gloom, the awful natural stillness here in these dense swamps, the freebooter carries his gun, and the fugitive has his concealed hut. Oh, the strange fascination of these half-known, half-impassable swamps, infested by reptiles, resounding with the bellow of the alligator, the sad noises of the night-owl and the wildcat, and the whirr of the rattlesnake, the mocking-bird, the American mimic, singing all the forenoon, singing through the moonlit night, the humming-bird, the wild turkey, the raccoon, the opossum, a Kentucky cornfield, the tall, graceful, long-leaved corn, slender, flapping, bright green with tassels, with beautiful ears, each well sheathed in its husk. O oh, my heart, O oh, tender and fierce pangs, I can stand them not, I will depart. O oh, to be a Virginian where I grew up, O oh, to be a Carolinian, O oh, longings irrepressible, 
Oh, I will go back to old Tennessee and never wander more. Manahatta. I was asking for something specific and perfect for my city, whereupon, lo, upsprang the aboriginal name. Now I see what there is in a name, a word, liquid, sane, unruly, musical, self-sufficient. I see that the word of my city is that word from of old, because I see that word nested in nests of water-bays, superb, rich, hemmed thick all round with sail-ships and steam-ships, an island, sixteen miles long, solid-founded, numberless, crowded streets, high growths of iron, slender, strong, light, splendidly uprising toward clear skies, tides swift and ample, well-loved by me toward sundown, the flowing sea-currents, the little islands, larger adjoining islands, the heights, the villas, the countless masts, the white shore-steamers, the lighters, the ferry-boats, the black sea-steamers, well-modeled, the downtown streets, the jobbers' houses of business, the houses of business of the ship-merchants and money-brokers, the river-streets, immigrants arriving, fifteen or twenty thousand in a week, the carts hauling goods, the manly face of drivers of horses, the brown-faced sailors, the summer air, the bright sun shining, and the sailing clouds aloft, the winter snows, the sleigh-bells, the broken ice in the river passing up or down with the flood-tide or ebb-tide, the mechanics of the city, the masters well-formed, beautiful-faced, looking you straight in the eyes, trottoirs thronged, vehicles, Broadway, the women, the shops and shows, a million people, manners free and superb, open voices, hospitality, the most courageous and friendly young men. City of hurried and sparkling waters, City of spires and masts, City nestled in bays, My city! All is truth. O oh, me, man of slack faith too long, Standing aloof, denying portions so long, only aware to-day of compact, all-diffused truth, Discovering to-day there is no lie or form of lie, And can be none but grows as inevitably upon itself As the truth does upon itself, Or as any law of the earth, Or any natural production of the earth does. This is curious, and may not be realized immediately, but it must be realized. I feel in myself that I represent falsehoods equally with the rest, and that the universe does. Where has failed a perfect return indifferent of lies or the truth? It is upon the ground. Is it in water, or fire, or in the spirit of man, or in the meat and blood? Meditating among liars, and retreating sternly into myself, I see that 
there are really no liars or lies after all, and that nothing fails its perfect return, and that what are called lies are perfect returns, and that each thing exactly represents itself, and what has preceded it, and that the truth includes all, and is compact just as much as space is compact. And there is no flaw or vacuum in the moment of the truth, but that all is truth, without exception. And henceforth I will go celebrate anything I see or am, and sing, and laugh, and deny nothing. A Riddle Song That which eludes this verse, and any verse, unheard by sharpest ear, unformed in clearest eye or cunningest mind, nor lore, nor fame, nor happiness, nor wealth, and yet the pulse of every heart and life throughout the world incessantly, which you and I, all perusing, ever, ever miss. Open, but still a secret, the real of the real, an illusion, costless, vouchsafed to each, yet never man the owner, which poets vainly seek to put in rhyme, historians in prose, which sculptor never chiseled yet, nor painter painted, which vocalist never sung, nor orator, nor actor ever uttered, invoking here and now, I challenge for my song. Indifferently, mid public private haunts, in solitude behind the mountain and the wood, companion of the city's busiest streets, through the assemblage it and its radiations constantly glide. It looks of fair unconscious babes, or strangely in the coffined dead, or show of breaking dawn, or stars by night, as some dissolving delicate film of dreams, hiding yet lingering. Two little words, two little breaths of words comprising it, two words, yet all from first to last comprised in it. How ardently for it! How many ships have sailed and sunk for it! How many travelers started from their homes and ne'er returned! How much genius boldly staked and lost for it! What countless stores of beauty, love, ventured for it! How all superbous deeds since time began are traceable to it, and shall be to the end! How heroic martyrdoms to it! How justified by it the horrors, evils, battles of the earth! How the bright, fascinating, lambent flames of it in every age and land have drawn men's eyes, rich as a sunset on the Norway coast, the sky, the islands and the cliffs, or midnight's silent glowing northern lights unreachable. Haply God's riddle it, so vague and yet so certain, the soul for it, and all the visible universe for it, and heaven at last for it. Excelsior 
Who has gone farthest? For I would go farther. Who has been just? For I would be the most just person of the earth. And who most cautious? For I would be more cautious. And who has been happiest? Oh, I think it is I. I think no one was ever happier than I. And who has lavished all? For I lavish constantly the best I have. And who proudest? For I think I have reason to be the proudest son alive, For I am the son of the brawny and tall-topped city. And who has been bold and true? For I would be the boldest and truest being of the universe. And who benevolent? For I would show more benevolence than all the rest. And who has received the love of the most friends? For I know what it is to receive the passionate love of many friends, and who possesses a perfect and enamored body, for I do not believe any one possesses a more perfect or enamored body than mine, and who thinks the amplest thoughts, for I would surround those thoughts, and who has made hymns fit for the earth, for I am mad with devouring ecstasy to make joyous hymns for the whole earth. Ah, poverties, wincings, and sulky retreats. Ah, poverties, wincings, and sulky retreats, ah, you foes in conflict have overcome me, for what is my life, or any man's life, but a conflict with foes, the old, the incessant war? You degradations, you tussle with passions and appetites, You smarts from dissatisfied friendships, Ah, wounds the sharpest of all. You toil of painful and choked articulations, You meanness, you shallow tongue, Talks at tables, my tongue the shallowest of any. You broken resolutions, you racking angers, You smothered ennuis, Ah, think not, you finally triumph. My real self has yet to come forth. It shall yet march forth, or mastering, till all lies beneath me. It shall yet stand up the soldier of ultimate victory. Thoughts Of Public Opinion of a calm and cool fiat sooner or later, how impassive, how certain and final. Of the President, with pale face asking secretly to himself, What will the people say at last? Of the frivolous judge, of the corrupt congressman, governor, mayor, of such as these standing helpless and exposed. Of the mumbling and screaming priest, Soon, soon deserted. Of the lessening year by year of venerableness, And of the dicta of officers, statues, pulpits, schools, Of the rising forever taller and stronger and broader Of the intuitions of men and women, 
of the self-esteem and personality, of the true new world, of the democracies resplendent en masse, of the conformity of politics, armies, navies to them, of the shining sun by them, of the inherent light greater than the rest, of the envelopment of all by them, and the effusion of all from them. Mediums They shall arise in the States. They shall report nature, laws, physiology, and happiness. They shall illustrate democracy and the cosmos. They shall be alimentive, amative, perceptive. They shall be complete men and women, their pose brawny and supple, their drink water, their blood clean and clear. They shall fully enjoy materialism and the sight of products. They shall enjoy the sight of the beef, lumber, breadstuffs of Chicago, the great city. They shall train themselves to go in public to become orators and oratresses. Strong and sweet shall be their tongues. Poems and materials of poems shall come from their lives. They shall be makers and finders. Of them and of thy work shall emerge divine conveyors to convey gospels, characters, events, retrospections shall be conveyed in gospels, trees, animals, waters shall be conveyed, death, the future, the invisible faith, shall all be conveyed. Weave in, my hardy life. Weave in, weave in, my hardy life. Weave yet a soldier strong and full for great campaigns to come. Weave in red blood, reeve sinews like ropes. The senses, sight weave in. Weave lasting shore, weave day and night the weft, the warp incessant weave, tire not. We know not. What use, O life, nor know the aim, the end, nor really ought we know. But know the work, the need goes on, and shall go on, The death-enveloped march of peace as well as war goes on. For those great campaigns of peace, the same, the wiry threads to weave, We know not why, or what, yet weave. Forever weave. Spain, 1873-74 Out of the murk of heaviest clouds, Out of the funeral wrecks and heaped-up skeletons of kings, Out of that old entire European debris, The shattered mummeries, ruined cathedrals, Crumble of palaces, tombs of priests, Lo, freedom's features, fresh, undimmed, look forth. The same immortal face looks forth. A glimpse as of thy mother's face, Columbia. A flash, significant as of a sword beaming toward thee. Nor think we forget thee maternal. Lagst thou so long? Shall the clouds close again upon thee? Ah, but... Thou hast thyself now appeared to us. We know thee. Thou hast given us a sure proof, the glimpse of thyself. 
thou waitest, there, as everywhere, thy time. By Broad Potomac's Shore By broad Potomac's shore again, old tongue, still uttering, still ejaculating, Canst never cease this babble? Again, old heart, so gay, again to you your sense, the first full flush spring returning. Again the freshness and the odors, again Virginia's summer sky, pellicid blue and silver. Again the forenoon, purple of the hills, again the deathless grass, so noiseless, soft and green. Again the blood-red roses blooming. Perfume this book of mine, O blood-red roses. Lave subtly with your waters every line, Potomac. Give me of you, O spring, before I close to put between its pages. O forenoon purple of the hills, before I close of you. O deathless grass of you. Far from Dakota's Canyons, June twenty fifth, eighteen seventy six. Far from Dakota's Canyons, lands of the wild ravine, the dusky Sioux, the lonesome stretch, the silence. Haply, day to day, a mournful wall. Haply, a trumpet note for heroes. The battle bulletin, the Indian ambuscade, the craft, the fatal environment, the cavalry companies fighting to the last in sternest heroism, in the midst of their little circle, with their slaughtered horses for breastworks, the fall of Custer, and all his officers and men. Continues yet the old, old legend of our race, the loftiest of life unheld by death, the ancient banner perfectly maintained, O oh, lesson opportune, O oh, how I welcome thee! As sitting in the dark days, lone, sulky, Through that time's thick murk, Looking in vain for light, for hope, From unsuspected parts a fierce and momentary proof, The sun there at the center, though concealed, Electric life forever at the center, brings forth a lightning flash. Thou of the tawny flowing hair in battle I erewhile saw with erect head pressing ever in front, bearing a bright sword in thy hand, now ending well in death the splendid fever of thy deeds. I bring no dirge for it or thee. I bring a glad triumphal sonnet Desperate and glorious, I in defeat most desperate, most glorious, Leaving behind thee a memory sweet to soldiers, Thou yieldest up thyself. Old War Dreams In midnight sleep of many faces of anguish, of the look at first of the mortally wounded, Of that indescribable look, Of the dead on their backs with arms extended wide, I dream, I dream, 
I dream of scenes of nature, fields, mountains, of skies so beauteous after a storm, and at night the moon so unearthly bright, shining sweetly, shining down where we dig the trenches and gather the heaps. I dream, I dream, I dream. Long have they passed, Faces and trenches and fields Where through the carnage I moved With a callous composure, Or away from the fallen onward I sped at the time. But now, of their forms at night, I dream, I dream, I dream. Thick Sprinkled Bunting Thick Sprinkled Bunting, flag of stars, long yet your road, fateful flag, long yet your road, and lined with bloody death. For the prize I see at issue is, at last, the world. All its ships and shores I see interwoven with your threads, greedy banner, dreamed again of flags and kings, highest born to flaunt unrivaled. O oh, hastened flag of man, O oh, with sure and steady step, passing highest flags of kings, walk supreme to the heaven's mighty symbol. I run up above them all, flag of stars, thick-sprinkled bunting. What best I see in thee? To U.S.G. returned from his world's tour. What best I see in thee is not that where thou mov'st down history's great highways, ever undimmed by time shoots warlike victories dazzle, or that thou satst where Washington sat, ruling the land in peace, or thou, the man whom feudal Europe fated, Venerable Asia swarmed upon, who walked with kings, with even pace, the round world's promenade. But that in foreign lands, in all thy walks with kings, those prairie sovereigns of the West, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Ohio's, Indiana's millions, comrades, farmers, soldiers, all to the front, invisibly with thee Walking with kings, with even pace, The round world's promenade were all so justified. Spirit That Formed This Scene Written in Platte Canyon, Colorado Spirit that formed this scene, these tumbled rock piles grim and red, these reckless heaven-ambitious peaks, these gorges, turbulent clear streams, these naked freshnesses, these formless wild arrays for reasons of their own, I know these, savage spirit. We have communed together, mine too such wild arrays for reasons of their own, was charged against my chance. They had forgotten art, to fuse within themselves its rules precise and delicatesse. The lyricist's measured beat, 
The wrought-out temple's grace, Column and polished arch forgot. But thou, that revelest here, Spirit that formed this scene, They have remembered thee. As I walk these broad, majestic days, As I walk these broad, majestic days of peace for the war, The struggle of blood finished, wherein no terrific ideal Against vast odds, erstwhile having gloriously won, Now thou stridest on. Yet perhaps in time toward denser wars, Perhaps to engage in time the still more dreadful contests, dangers, Longer campaigns and crises, labors beyond all others, around me, I hear that eclat of the world, politics, produce the announcements of recognized things, science, the approved growth of cities, and the spread of inventions. I see the ships, they will last a few years, the vast factories with all their foremen and workmen, and hear the endorsement of all, and do not object to it. But I too announce solid things. Science, ships, politics, cities, factories are not nothing. Like a grand procession to music of distant bugles pouring, triumphantly moving, and grander heaving in sight, they stand for realities. All is as it should be. Then, my realities. What else is so real as mine? Libertad and the divine average. Freedom to every slave on the face of the earth. The rapt promises of Lumine of Seers. The spiritual world, these centuries' lasting songs and our visions, the visions of poets, the most solid announcements of any. A Clear Midnight This is thy hour, O soul, thy free flight into the worldless, away from the books, away from art, the day erased, the lesson done, Thee fully forth emerging, silent, gazing, Pondering the themes thou lovest best, Night, sleep, death, and the stars. End of Book 32